everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me. This is a collaboration episode special with the Coupon Queenpin from CQP Moments Podcast and myself, Angelica, from a little bit of everything with me. We're going to be recapping the hit show on Netflix. It's season two of Firefly Lane. We're going to talk about episode one called Wish You Were Here. Kate and Telly are brought together as they contend with an overbearing grandma. So I just want to start off saying season two of Firefly Lane, Coupon Queenpin, we are back with our favorite show. How are you feeling about this? I feel like it's a short season. It is a short season, but, 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 but. Okay, I think this is a first for Netflix because, you know, we get these seasons and then we get a final chapter. But this, I think, is the first time we receive a second season and then they're actually, guys, unfortunately, going to give us a final season or final chapter in April. So it's like... It was short, but they're kind (sighs) of, but we love the story. We wish you would have continued it because people are already on the internet asking about season three only to find out there's no season three. Yeah. So, (sighs) but I'm loving this. I'm loving my favorite couple back together. You know, even though they're not technically, technically a couple, but they're amazing besties. I'm excited too because again, this is season two. There's a lot that we were left in the very last episode of the previous season one. And there was a lot of cliffhangers. We weren't sure if um I feel like I'm gonna forget his name, Jason. <laughs> uh Kate's husband, ex-husband. Johnny. Oh my god. See, there we go. So Johnny, we weren't sure if he's going to pull through because that was the biggest cliffhanger it literally gave us at the season finale. So let's get into this. Um, It's not going to be as much because we noticed in this episode, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of flashbacks, a lot of things that we already knew. But Johnny, I can say before we get into it, he's okay with a question mark? He's (laughs) okay-ish. He's okay-ish. Like, yeah. it, it's kind of weird. He's okay-ish. But I think one of the things that we need to tell the listeners is if you haven't watched this season, there are flashbacks within flashbacks, which makes it kind of... You have to just pay attention. This is not something that you can walk out of the room and say... Where am I? Because you might be in 1960-something, or you might be in 1985. You might be in the present. You might be in the 90s. You just don't know. It's like a physics experiment. You know, are you in the box with the cat with the light on? I don't know. Are you Schrodinger's cat? But yeah, so... I don't know, but we start off with these with them, you know. Believe it or not, Tully's moved in with her with her grandmother after Cloud. Remember, 
the amazing cloud went to jail and we see a lot of sending letters back and forth back and forth back and forth between Tully and Kate and it's really cute it's like you know they couldn't wait for letters from each other and they're they're writing these cute little letters like one of the things is Tully is learning embroidery and she's making like a cool handkerchief for her mom and you know Kate left off a little bit awkward the last you know the last season in high school so she's actually telling Tully about her newfound friends and how things are going for her and there is this interesting idea of shall we say smoochy smoochy with a mirror I don't know how did you feel about that one I guess she just had to practice and she's <laughs> she's using the techniques that uh, Tully has given her but you know we see Kate kind of just grow up into this new persona of her um she wants to be the cool girl. She wants to be the popular girl. She she's desperate for something to happen. And she like I feel like she learned a lot from Telly that, you know, maybe this is it. This is Kate's year. And it's cute. We see them exchanging letters all the time and sharing experiences. Exactly, exactly. But we then go from there to the absolute present because remember where we left off last season was outside of the church during a funeral and we were trying to figure out whose funeral it, it was but we actually find out that it's Kate's father's funeral and the weird thing is, even though it's Kate's father's funeral and everyone should be checking after Kate, everyone's asking about Tully, including the infamous Aunt Honey, who wants to know all the tea. But, you know, Sean, being the dutiful brother that he is, says, hey, you know what, Aunt Honey, let's go look at the pool. It's amazing. You know, Tully, when she comes here, she loves the pool, you know. I think that was a great distraction. I, I think that was an amazing distraction. Like he was just being the best brother he could be at that point. Yeah. You know, it's not an easy situation to be in, especially when you are not speaking to your supposedly BFF. And this is a time where you actually need her, but she, you just don't want her there. And I love how her brother just stepped in and was kind of like, let's just remove ourselves in this situation and let me show you how great the pool looks back here. I know. I was like, oh, he's, he, he understood the assignment. He truly, truly understood the assignment. And, and I think that was cool because the other thing was Mara, you know, she's now saying, you know, it would have been great if, Tully could be here and the funny thing is I noticed she's gone from calling her aunt Tully to Tully so it's like oh okay but and she even says 
remember, you know, how she was there for you when things happened with dad. And so we flash back, but we flash back to 1985 during a protest. And we actually see them going to a protest in the woods. Now, this was not uncommon during the 80s. So there were always these protests in the middle of somewhere, some woods. This is, I think, when people were actually starting to become very, very green conscious and save the planet conscious. So, yeah, they go there. And, of course, Tully's supposed to be covering this story. And this is actually when we meet someone new. Her name is Lottie, and she happens to be the KPOC intern. But she has a thing for Johnny, and we find out right away. But, um, you know, it just seems like, for whatever reason, Kate is just not ready to have that defined boyfriend-girlfriend moment. So she doesn't say anything, even though Lottie is clearly hitting on Johnny. And we also meet another, actually, we don't quite meet him at this point, but we find out about another, another, um, another person called Bin, I can't even say his name, Binswanger. And so, yeah, we find out about him because they're protesting his his company in the woods but it gets a little dicey there and they actually pull off something called the thing which everybody's like what the heck is the thing but we watch kate actually go into action this time she pretends to lose a contact and then we see johnny and Mutt, and Lottie, and Tully all sneak in behind the yellow tape. So it's like, oh, okay. Here we go. We're we're up for something. But, you know, then it actually brings us into closer to the present where we see we see Tully in the supermarket buying a whole bunch of ice cream and getting served a subpoena because there's a lawsuit. We're not sure what the lawsuit is. We just know that there's a lawsuit. And this process server is actually enamored with Tully and says, hey, you're the first celebrity that I served. Can I get a picture? Well, of course, She's not reading the room right. And she realizes soon that that wasn't appropriate. But we find out that, you know, Johnny's, this is right after Johnny's accident. And Kate is trying to find her passport. They're all over the place trying to make sure that she can get to Berlin. And and Tully says, hey, you know what? Don't worry about taking a flight. I'm going to fly you out. And she takes her in a private jet. And they get to, they get there. But it's like super crazy when they get there. Of course, unfortunately, she says, instead of saying I'm his wife, she says I'm his ex-wife. And they tell her, you know, well, immediate family only. And 
Tully even tries and says, well, I'm his cousin. And again, they say immediate family only. So believe it or not, a nurse comes to the rescue and recognizes Tully and says, you know, she's calling the soldiers some pretty interesting words, including imbecile in German, because he does not recognize the amazing Tully Hart. And she lets her back to see Johnny. She lets both of them back, actually, to see Johnny because she'll do anything for Tully Hart. So I was like, oh, my gosh. What did you think of the whole... When she starts slapping the soldier and telling him, like, you know what? You're stupid. Do you not recognize who you're talking to? Well, let me tell you. I did not expect the soldier to even be able to be tricked by these two ladies he's obviously smart but then when the nurse comes out and recognizes telly and everything i felt it was so funny because sometimes i feel like with these episodes you kind of need that humor you know she's going through a lot she's she's got immediate help by telly by renting out a whole plane here and to be honest with you, I thought it was a pretty funny thing to add into this into this episode because you just need a little bit of humor with all the things that she's going through. And she's going through a lot. So I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was. She is going through a lot. And I think, and when we say she at this point, we're, we're meaning Tully. Like, there's so much going on for Tully. And it, it almost feels like it is a prolonged flashback from the end of last season's episode. That's the crazy part. It just feels like there's a prolonged flashback. But after that, you know, we go back to 1985 where the protest is happening. And, you know, after they get behind the, after they get behind the tape and the sheriff's, like you know um no you guys have got to get back on the other side of the yellow tape now the crazy part is they managed to get Tully to wrap it up and get on the other side of the tape really quickly but she sees Cloud her mom getting arrested again yeah again for a protest now the thing is we also switch back to when Tully was younger and she went to live with her grandmother and she goes to visit her mother in jail and she brings her the handkerchief. Now, the thing about it is Cloud doesn't care about the handkerchief. Cloud is really belittling, you know, Tully and telling her, you know, that she's going to be just like her, which we all know. Tully just does not want to hear. But Tully is there for answers because she found a picture of her mom and this man and she thinks that that's her dad. So she wants answers to definitively find out if indeed this gentleman is her father. But her mother doesn't want to give her answers. She tells her, you know, leave well enough alone. You know, I don't want your handkerchief. And unfortunately, Tully is crushed by this. Absolutely crushed. She 
goes home, you know, she, she wants to go home and forget about it when she actually goes and she leaves and she goes to a party. But then we see, we go back to 1985 because remember, Tully has seen her mom getting into that van or the paddy wagon and we see her bailing her mom out of jail. She bails her mom out and puts her into a hotel. Now, the crazy thing is, knowing that her mom is how she is, I don't understand why she did what she did. Not necessarily renting out the hotel room, but she leaves her purse alone on the side table next to the bed and goes into the bathroom. Now, she goes in, she comes out, her mom is still sitting there. What she doesn't notice is that her bag is flipped over. So she has brought her mother clothes, she's got her mother all this stuff, and her mother goes in to take a shower, but she says, hey, you know what, let me go get you some snacks. Or let me go get you some food. And her mom really asked for snacks, you know, Ho-Ho's, Doritos, all kinds of stuff. And the crazy part is she gets to the store to go buy these snacks and she has no money. She realizes her wallet is gone. But she bumps into a rival reporter, Danny. And Danny actually comes to the rescue and pays for her, her, her food. But she's not really interested in Danny, but Danny is kind of interested in her. And she goes back to the hotel. When she gets back to the hotel, her wallet's there with her ID, but there's no cash. And it has a note that says, you can afford it. With Cloud's signature, like, really? I mean, is this really how a mom and a daughter are supposed to behave? I felt so bad for Tully, like so, so bad. It was horrendous. It was just disrespectful. Like you have your daughter here who's really trying to put herself on the map, who's been working really hard behind the scenes and she bails you out gives you this fancy hotel for you to just freshen up, stay there and relax. She's offering help. And this is how she gets treated. And this is how we see Telly's life as she becomes an adult and the stuff that she's been through, regardless of what happened in her life in her past, she always tries to help her mom one way or the other. But the one thing is just, how could you do that? How could you do that to Telly? How could you? Yeah, it's like, how could you do that to your own child? Like, seriously, she was doing you a kindness. She bailed you out of jail. She puts you up in a hotel room. She gives you clothes. She offers to buy you food. So she cares somehow. But for whatever reason, Cloud just doesn't get it. She doesn't get it at all. Now, we're we go back and we see that they're in the office, still 1985 this time, guys. But they're in the office, and 
Kate is in the bathroom and Lottie, the intern, comes in and she starts telling, you know, Kate that she's kind of our hero because she's mousy and and she lets her know that she believes that Johnny is out of her league. And she lets her know that, hey, I would hit on him if I would have known that he was your boyfriend. And it's like, really? But it is a sideway apology. Like, seriously, sideway apology. Because she starts nicely insulting Kate. Like, really just insulting her without necessarily insulting her. And it's like, whoa. But this now starts to get Kate thinking because at this point you kind of see the wheels turning in her head like really maybe what she said is right but yeah it goes a little little crazy but we go back and forth over and over like between childhood which we remember guys was in the 1960s and 1985 we do this quite a bit but one of the things that we know is that like I told you, Tully went to a party and Tully gets really, really drunk at the party. Now, with her getting really, really drunk, she actually starts falling over and one of the guys from her school tries to help her. But she actually herself starts having like this PTSD flashback of what happened when she was living on Firefly Lane at the party. And she shoves this guy off. She runs off. And she actually ends up going home. And when she gets home, the first thing that she wants to do is call Kate. Now, Kate, on the other hand, is having her own issues because she's having a party at her house. First of all, she can't get her contacts in. Because Kate has gone from glasses Kate to contacts Kate. You know, so she can't get her contacts in, but she decides to go ahead and go for it. But, oh my gosh, wrong choice. Because after they're doing that, her group decides they want to play in the bottle. And why just why but Kate thinks that this is her best option to be able to kiss the guy she's been eyeing all school year well she goes for it and unfortunately because she cannot see she headbutts him in the nose and gives this guy a bloody nose I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. But they start calling Kate bloody Kate. Because, of course, it's not working. But, of course, Tully calls Kate. And she starts explaining what happened. What happened at the party. She's ready to hear from her. But she's laughing. She's giggling. And you can hear Kate on the other side trying to explain what happened. But because Tully's so drunk, she's giddy, she's laughing. 
And then we see her grandmother come down who is not pleased to find out that her granddaughter is drunk. And when she sees her, she grabs the phone, she hangs up the phone, and she says, you're just like your mother. Well, those were words that Tully did not want to hear, especially after the day she's had. So she goes and she gives her grandmother a few choice words and her grandmother smacks her straight across the face. And oh my gosh, these two uh, it gets so crazy, so crazy. But it brings us back forward to 1985 where Kate is getting ready to go out with Johnny. They're going to see Desperately Seeking Susan with Madonna in it. Yes, if you really want to know about Desperately Seeking Susan, you can Google it. But just let us get to the end of this episode first. But, um, so she's getting ready to go out with Johnny and Tully comes in and she's telling her about the hard time that she had with, remember, Cloud in the hotel room and how she stole her money and all this stuff. And at first she says, well, you can come with us. It'll make you have a great day. But here's where ice cream comes into play. Remember, ice cream is Tully's favorite food. It is her go-to food. She goes in the freezer and there's no ice cream. So she's highly upset with Kate because they ate the ice cream. But Kate goes out the door after Johnny. And the odd thing was she came back in. She came back in and she lets Tully know that she told Johnny to go home. She wants to go and have a date night with her best friend. And it gets super crazy. It gets super crazy. So, but then we see where we're back in Berlin and Johnny actually wakes up and you know it's really it's really super crazy but Johnny wakes up and he's talking to to Kate but she the doctor comes in and he says well I have to run some tests and she's like sure but she goes out to find Tully and Tully is having this exchange and we hear keep hearing about lawsuit and money and all this stuff but who knows who knows what's going on and she finally says you know you're having all these problems why didn't you tell me and they get these well Tully buys these beer keychains that are super cute and she says I just wanted to buy you something but Kate says you flew me to Berlin in a private jet you've done enough and she lets her know you know we're gonna get through this together 
But the crazy part is they're sitting there like the next day because Johnny's sitting up and he's talking and he's talking to them. And in walks Charlie because he's talking about Charlie. And I think I like they thought Charlie was a guy, but Charlie's a girl and everybody's trying to figure out where they've seen her before. But Kate places it. Charlie is Lottie. Because Lottie was actually short for Charlotte. And she goes by Charlie now. And it seems like she thinks that she has the life with Johnny that she wanted. So, yeah. But the crazy part is Kate and Sally are just sitting there looking like, is this really happening? Is this actually happening? But yeah, it's happening. It truly is happening. But then we flash back to, I don't know if it's back, forward, or whatever, but we actually see that there's an accident. And all we can tell is that there is one of the Berlin keychains, the beer keychains. So we don't know whether it's Kate's or Tully's or who was driving the car. But we see a lot of fire um, firemen and emergency service workers. And that's how it ends, leaving us on another cliffhanger. Another cliffhanger hanger. But I got to say, it's we're seeing more in depth of how much these two... Um, their relationship as friends they we really see that part because they're separated in the present we see how their relationship is between uh telly and kate while kate is getting to know johnny in that stage and you know there's some tensions too during that time because you know it's like she's enjoying and really just she found somebody and she's like, you know what? Let me give this a chance. Right. So we're seeing their friendship evolve. And it's interesting to see that because, you know, it's a lot. And I love the show because you get to go back and forth. Agreed. I love the fact that we're going back and forth. I love, love, love it. So I don't know, guys, if you haven't checked out Firefly Lane, you definitely need to do so. Definitely need to do so. Get that back and forth. Get, I mean, if you have not watched it at all, go to season one so you can find out what we're talking about in season two. Get to know the Tully and Kate that we love and all the characters around them because they're awesome and they have an amazing friendship. It's so awesome. So is it safe to say we can wrap this thing up? Let's wrap it up. As always, guys, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's all we have for now.